Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Dread Hour. Take a look at this. I think this plugs into here, and then this one goes here, and... Oops! Oh, that's better. Okay, testing. One, two, three. Well, I can hear me, so I guess I'm ready. Okay. Hello there. I'm Arthur Reed, and this is the Arthur Podcast. Oh my god. I'm you about my friends and my family. <laughs> hey, Arthur! Ah, DW! What are you doing? I'm recording my podcast. What's it about? Me and my friends? Alright, shut that uh, off. I've had enough of that. <laughs> they got the setup right, though. <laughs> Their setup is better than ours. <laughs> Dude, alright. I mean, so, first of all... When I mentioned another episode or so ago that being in a, that starting a podcast was embarrassing, I mean, take a look. Arthur the Aardvark starts a podcast. He's now our competitor. How long is it before Arthur starts talking about Tower Seven? How long is it before he starts, you know, you know, bringing up the you know, global fiat system? I mean, when does he get canceled for using racial slurs? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> What's next? I mean, we now, we're in competition with Arthur. We now. might as well pack up now. I mean, we're cooked. It's, it's Arthur. We're cooked. <laughs> he and I'm not a big fan. By the way, I don't understand exactly how, what the podcast is. Him and his friends. Okay, who's the audience for this? Let's be completely honest. It's people. It, well, it is preschoolers who are shitting their pants. Let's be completely. But. Even they, Dude, when will a preschooler, by the way, ever speak to his parents and say, put on your Arthur podcast. And it, the dad is like a drunk on the couch. He's like, shut the fuck up. I ain't putting the Arthur podcast on. No, Go, no, no. Oh, I tell you right now, that's what's going to happen. As the father of a child, it's the opposite. <laughs> Anything to shut you up. <laughs> Anything to shut put on the fucking Arthur podcast for him. Arthur can go Aardvark himself. <laughs> Fuck him. Not in my show. Welcome to the... Hey, have a good time. We're all in the same shit sandwich now, Arthur. In Have fun s- slinging Manscaped sponsors, Ar- Arthur. Have fun slinging that. Enjoy doing the Blue Chew. All right, you and your friends. So that's kind of how I wanted to start the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Doomsday episode. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a long time coming. We come to you in the year 2022, in the year of our Lord, on the brink of... Armageddon. (laughs) We're going all out, baby. We're doing it. And Arthur wants in. Will I see him on the battlefield? Will I see him with a bayonet? Fighting by my side? DW impaled on a spear? Yeah, I was going to say, you'll see him on the end of your bayonet. (laughs) By the time I'm done with Arthur, 
we'll have committed a very severe war crime. Very severe. And welcome, just welcome to the podcast sphere, Arthur. This is the Doomsday episode. We're going to be going into some things that might make you a little squeamish. A little uncomfortable. A little uncomfortable. I mean, I'm just as a quick update for you people. Um, I'm going to uh, Seattle right now. Well, by the time this airs, I'll be in Seattle. We haven't uploaded in two months. I know this interests you. Um, I'll be going to Seattle in a week. Seattle's on fucking... By the way, any I have really good timing with everything. When I, what I like, basically, Seattle is on fire right now. The wildfires are out of control. It's insane. The smoke is, 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 it's unreal. Pull that, pull up a a wildfire map of Seattle right now. I, nothing's, not even heard of it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nothing says vacation. Like landing in an airport whilst the entire countryside is ablaze. This is a standard for me. Yeah, look at that. Pull that up. Which one? That one. No, the other one. This one. Sure. (laughs) I don't know what year that is. Look at that. Look, I don't know what year that this is. This is completely accurate. This, the what I will we say is, research. I have people in Seattle, and what they're telling me is it's so. Th- By the way, they ranked the worst air quality in the world just the other day. It's a disaster out there. Seattle's not on fire yet. Once I land, probably. But two years, three years back, one of the last I went to California, and this is just the standard thing now. I've said this to my friends. Hey, um, summer, fall, it's kind of, it's not really summer, fall anymore. It's more like wildfire season in the West. If you're not from the West, it's... Here, here it is. (laughs) It keeps getting worse. It's fire season. It's everything ablaze. It's It's a horrific experience. And I'm going on vacation there next week. Along with me and my other friend Tanner who is equally attracted to uh, being burned alive and and dying of smoke inhalation and walking outside your car and saying, hmm, the air is like Beijing. It's nice. Don't you feel that? It's vacation time. Everything's on fire. I have really good timing. And when I went on vacation a couple of years back, uh, you know this, I went to California and I went, got my friend's van and we went across the state states and, when I showed up to California um, and we drove through Yosemite, it was all burnt to a crisp. <laughs> this beautiful national park. This is just what is par for the course in the West of the United States at this point. Um, if you're, you know, a European or if you're someone that's not in the U.S., you don't really get it. The, the, the West is disintegrating. And I'm going on vacation there. And I live there. In the, the mountains, you look at spots on the mountain. There's just like fucking bear patches where there's no trees or fucking anything. No bears. <clears throat> no bears. bears. It, you know what was a good time? It was when you could get mauled in the mountains by a bear. 
what but now everything's burnt down and the bears can't live so you can't even get mauled anymore what, what happened to what happened to smoky and wildfire safety lean into your goddamn what happened mic. to smoky <laughs> smoky got a little over ambitious he started burning everything he went he became a pyromaniac i mean it's insanity so i'm excited because I've seen Sleepless in Seattle, and uh, I'm excited to go out there and experience uh, Seattle, where uh, Chaz was built. You know, some might say, you know, the Republicans would be like, oh, well, this is what Seattle gets for trying to start Chaz. <laughs> you remember that? In 2020, when the BLM marches were going on, and they started their little anarchy city, they, they took over a couple blocks, and were like, it's Chaz now. Yeah. The Republicans are probably like... See, that's what they get. That's what they get. <laughs> Everything's up. It's like Dumbledore cast is like the the thing he did to get away the inferni around that Horcrux, that that inferno of fire in Harry Potter six. That's like Seattle right now. It's getting insane, and I am excited to go visit. And it is fall. <laughs> it is fall. Believe it or not, it's October twentieth. What's what is the temperature? It, this it's so hot everywhere. Everybody I talk yeah. to, everywhere, it's hot. It's hot, 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 hot. First year that we had um, a heat wave with a name. Interesting, just like the hurricane. You know how the hurricanes like named Bartholomew or uh, 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 you know uh, Crustaceous or or Delaware or you know. Uh, <laughs> Ewert or, or fuckhead. <laughs> you know how like they have names like That's that? What they should be. <laughs> they should. But the we had the first heat wave. It was very <laughs> nice. So what, what, I, I didn't hear that. What was the name? Fuckhead. <laughs> heat wave fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming. <laughs> it's getting real good out there, but I mean in terms of your fall and your um daily activities, how's your fall been? What is your fall? Have you had a good fall? Because um, Seattle's on fire. I, I mean, I've done the same thing I've done every year. <laughs> I think I've been to like four fucking different pumpkin patches this fall. So good. <laughs> well, that's good. No fires. No fires yet. See, Adam has always had a, a life of plenty. <clears throat> he's always had a life of good. He's 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 been really good at escaping the terror in life but i mean you've had your moments i mean you, you've picked up a pumpkin that's a little rotten inside yes <laughs> you take it home and you're like this isn't exactly what i was expecting but i made it work but he makes it work I still made it work he makes it work but in terms of my recent experiences there's i mean this is I don't know if I should even get... I, I'm just going to get into this because it, I'm enormously pissed. I'm so pissed. You've never seen me this angry and you won't ever again. I'm so mad because... And and by the way, I 100%... You, you're going to say I'm lying. I'm not lying, <laughs> Adam. Because I know Adam... Because I always I goof with Adam a lot. But this is 100% fucking real. Okay? I was bamboozled kerfuffled and fucked by one of our previous presidents of the united states this is a hundred percent true 
I bought the two I well I bought the Bush masterclass on authentic leadership. I thought it would be funny and what I didn't realize is it came to about $200. I will explain shortly. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. Don't you, let, you think you have a problem? Let me tell you about my life. Okay? I spent $200 on the Bush Authentic Leadership Masterclass. And this is not a joke. This is not a bit. I can verify this. I thought it would be funny because Masterclass puts up... They they paid George Bush to make a Masterclass on being an authentic leader, right? Mm -hmm. Hilarious. Like, it's so dumb. I was like, let me sign up for that. (laughs) I thought it was $15 a month. What I didn't realize is it's paid annually. And so I had some drinks on a Friday. And this is true. This is two weeks ago. This is two weeks ago. This is when I didn't show up to uh, hang out with you and Tanner. I, I got really drunk. We shared tequila. And then I bought the Bush Masterclass. And then I woke up and realized I spent $200 on it. Um, and wait, wait, wait. This is the night you left? Yeah, yeah. I went. I went home and. I, oh, that makes this even better. Talk about your rock bottom. Imagine showing up to an AA, an Alcoholics Anonymous, and being like, "They're like, hey, what did you do?" It's like, oh, I, I, uh, I clipped the wire. You know, I, I hot wired a car and I drove it into a police station. And I show up. I like. I spent two hundred dollars on the Bush Authentic Leadership Masterclass, and everyone goes, "I'm so sorry. You belong here. You belong. Here. That's a terrible rock bottom." But he fucked me again he got me again the first time bush fucked me i was it was in okay so i remember i was about six years old and i was watching the first tower collapse god how did i know how did i know it was gonna go there let me tell you let me tell you i watched the first tower fall right i was six years old i remember i was there with my mom it was on the tv it was before school um, because it, yeah. you know, and I actually, my mom didn't take me into school cause she was riveted to the TV and so was I, but the first tower fell. I was six years old and then the second tower fell and I was still six years old. I was a little hungry. I went a snack at that point. Uh, and I remember watching this, the speech from Bush and he was like, this will not stand. Terrorism will not stand. And I believed him cause I was in the first grade. Yeah. That was the first time he <laughs> fucked me. Second time, I'm 26 years old, and I bought his authentic leadership masterclass. Okay, now let me tell you, Dude, he's a masterclass con man. <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> I would love to have a beer with Mr. Bush. Okay, good I'd guy. Like to share a bush. <laughs> share bush. a bush with Bush. I'll trim his bush with the manscaped. <laughs> but. Here's the course because I actually I ended up having to watch it. I'm 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 fighting them on this. I want my money back. I'm not happy with the class. It's not good. I did it for a joke, and ended up you know he took and you were a little drunk and I was a little drunk and he he slipped the two hundred dollars out of my wallet and put it into his navy blue pleated Izod pockets with a little smirk at his Texas ranch, and I will describe it so. Here's the class. You want another class? I've watched a lot of this class because I paid $200 for it, right? So, um, 
let's let's do a scenario, right? You're um, <clears throat> you're Putin, right, I guess, and you, you know, <laughs> you know, you're good at that, and you're trying to you want to keep the war going. You you're not bargaining with me, right? Mm-hmm. You you don't mm-hmm. want what I have to say. I'm the U.S. president, okay? And you're not having it. You're not having it. You ready? Okay. So we meet. We meet. <laughs> hello there. Uh, hello there, Putin. How you doing? Fuck off. A little abrupt. Um, no, I'm, I'm here to... Uh, basically, I'm in a bind. Okay? I'm in a bind. Okay. Uh, we need you to stop killing and maiming Ukrainians daily. Um, can you help us not do that? No. I know, well, Adam, I'm going to call you Adam. Is that called if I call you Adam? Sure. I'm just going to pretend like you usurp okay. Putin. So you, you know what's funny? <clears throat> I, I, so you have cats, right? You have cats. I do. I do. <laughs> that must be a little tricky, right? Like sometimes when you're vacuuming the carpets and everything and like the hair is kind of clumped on the couches and you have to use the, yeah, you got to use the tool. You got to use the tool. tool. You gotta use a tool to, to kind of get it out. When they vacuum. Yeah, it must be kind of hard. I didn't know about that. So I had a cat when I had a cat at my place. I didn't even know about the tool, and I would I would use just the pipe with the no tool on it, and it took hours because I'm a real dipshit. <laughs> you know, I would I would vacuum for a while because I'm, I'm a dipshit. You know, I'm a real dipshit. You know, you are. You are. <laughs> Listen, I'm in a real here's the deal man i'm in a bind a little bit you know my secretary of state the 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 public the press they're on my ass i'm wondering if we can at least make some kind of compromise it might have to be not might not have to be 100 percent. it could be maybe 90 percent, maybe 70 percent. but we if we can make some kind of a deal to at least move something forward i think we could both benefit from it does that sound okay sounds great See, works. It works, and we just solved the Russian-Ukrainian war. Mm-hmm. That's the whole premise. <laughs> he has a whole section where he's like, "I use self-depreciating humor." It's like why I was like, "I'm a dipshit. I'm a real dipshit," and you're like, "You just bought so into it. You bought right <laughs> yeah. into that, right? Like it yeah. worked. It works." Uh, you you bring up relative problems. It's the same horseshit. Every human being on the planet Earth knows. It's so dumb. As if that would work when negotiating like a war. <laughs> now, here's what the class should be. It should be authentic nepotism. <clears throat> yeah. Like he, Bush. Look, look, look. My father. Yeah. <laughs> Who was his dada? He, was, he ran the fucking CIA. I mean, w- w- n- authentic leadership. He okay, yeah. So you have some common problems. He brought up this situation where Putin and him met, and Putin had his oh Bush had his little dog, and Putin was like, "Oh, it's a real small dog. It's not like my dog." And his dog came out. It's like this fucking huge dog. <laughs> Bush was like, mm. "So when I took that into consideration." What it really meant was uh, he was really mad about uh, how the Soviet Union has kind of gone downhill, and he's trying to, uh, exp- you know, expose strength. It's like no shit. 
No shit. How is self-deprecating humor going to help? I uh, I barely passed third grade. <laughs> How you doing, Pope? We're both young. We're that both is, young. I'm going. That fucking analogy is basically just saying the same thing in life. And then he whipped out his penis. It was way bigger than mine. <laughs> and you have to take it on the chin or the lips. Maybe open wide. Maybe you'll get it in there. Maybe, Maybe you'll swallow. Maybe you swallow. You know what good diplomacy is? <laughs> Blowing a load down the back of my juggler. <laughs> you gotta swallow every now and again. Thank you, Bush, for helping me figure that out. And the rest of the course is uh, there. I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm, I'm still like in. I'm working on it. I mean, I'm working on it. Two hundred dollars. Might as well get your money's worth, right? There's. <laughs> I've seen the titles though of the next lessons. This is so stupid, but it's like uh, uh, putting together a good team. You know, keeping the mission statement at the forefront of your head. No, this is the kind of shit you hear in a business degree course, which Adam knows. I'm a huge fan of business degrees. Oh yeah. Huge the fan. Best degree you can get. The course is basically business rhetoric. <clears throat> I mean, it really is. How do you build a good team? How do you keep track of it? How do you keep the, you know, the the mission statement at the forefront of your mind? Like I'm said, like I said earlier, and it's like, well, how do we work towards that? How do we work towards that? Well, we you let you delegate, <laughs> and you let the delegates deal with the thing, and you deal with the bigger picture. This is such a bad Bush impression. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck it. If it was a real accurate Bush impression of who he is at his core, it would just be. (laughs) He fucked me in the ass. I don't care anymore. I'll give him shit as much as I want. He really did it. He got me again. Got me again. The business degree philosophy is is it's the the th- it's ruined the world. I mean, let's be frank. It's ruined the world. A b- and okay, I, if you're in business, I just want to tell you this and you're watching the podcast, you're probably one of the good ones, right? <laughs> right? Unless you're a middle manager somewhere. Well, if you're a middle manager at a call center. Well, hold on, they're listening to the show. <laughs> they got to be good, right? If you're listening to the show and you're a middle manager, uh welcome. Uh, welcome. Keep watching. We have some merch. Uh, <laughs> we have merch. Do we? Do we have merch? I have merch. You can find it in the description. Maybe we'll get a Dread Hour shirt. That'd be yeah. fun. But the business degree philosophy has always dis- made me want to jump off the roof head first. It's it's the person who, and again, back to Bush and the nepotism thing. Most business degree people and most people who get into business kind of already had a head start. The dada, the dada, I go my, he's in business, you're in business. This is not everybody. That's a lot of people. Or it's people who had no idea what to do. No idea what to do except for going to business, which I respect. It's either that or the military or stripping. I mean, let's be real. Those are the three most basic things you can get into besides being a hairstylist. And Let's just trash everybody while I'm at it. I don't know. Like, I mean, okay, I won't trash everybody, but it is kind of true. If you don't know what you're I, doing... I think I'd prefer stripping, to be honest. You would, you fucking dirty pig. This dirty pig. You're a fucking dad. 
Have some respect for strippers. <laughs> but you get into business. You go into the school. And by the way, most of these people have never managed anything. When you get into business, you come, you go to school. Most of the time it's fronted or you got lo- loans and you work it at like a waffle house or something. Or like, I don't even know. Like, you work at a fucking, like, the missionary mall or something, and eventually you graduate, and suddenly you enter, like, middle management C-suite, and you start ordering things to be done. You start telling people what to do. It's like, bro, you can't even do your own laundry. And the people you're ordering, though, are just the fucking... The lowest of peasants, the lowest totem call pole. center like, people. <laughs> yeah, you're ordering around call center agents, customer and, and service support. So proud most of the time, and I'm just like Jesus. Yeah, and they're making all right money, and, and and basically they people who have never done anything ever now are running the show. This is, by the way, the economy to a T. Middle man, I mean, just if you ha- and if you disagree with me, go look at uh, medical administration right now. Triple dog dare you. Go to uh, Reddit r slash nursing and look at what uh, medical administrators have done to this fucking healthcare in this in this country. It's a disgrace, and because the whole pur- purpose is obviously please shareholders increase profit. Mm-hmm. What does that entail? A lot of time cutting costs. How do we save as much money as possible? That means not having, it means engineering a shortage of labor. It means cutting costs in any way that you can. It, 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 destroying the middle class as much as you can to increase the top half because that's where the shareholders are. That's where the shareholders are. So you ruin everything. Basically the <laughs> business degree people ruin everything. <laughs> And it's part of our country. That's what is driving it. I, Huzzah! I wonder if there's like numbers. I want to see like the percentage of people that actually get business degrees in college as opposed to any other degree. I feel like it's going to be it's way It's a higher. high amount. By the way, a lot of people get business degrees thinking they're going to do this because they want to be middle sweet. A lot of, it's, a not, it's not a bad job. You get to fuck the whole country over and you get to be like making 70 grand a year. Maybe a hun, maybe a hunch. Well, and then you work your way up and you get two hunch and then you get VP. Then you get VP. Then you hit VP. That's when you, but then you become COO, CFO, uh, CIO, uh, you know. Do you uh, though? Most people don't fucking aspire to that, dude. Well, yeah, but <laughs> that's the dream. And a lot of people go into it thinking that's what's going to happen. And it ruins everything. It's just a 100% fact this is another, I don't want to just destroy business degree people. If you have business degrees and somehow you've landed on this show, you're probably not going to be a VP or a CIO or a CFO, but you may be, you could run a call center (laughs) that could happen. Do it with, you're not going to do it ethically because you can't the entire our entire system is built on how to fuck everybody over at this point. It's it's over, which we'll get into more later. Um, maybe we should just get into it now. Bring up a uh, recession. <laughs> <clears throat> We're getting into it. This is what this is. By the way, I'm in like camouflage and I have like this 
glove and it's we're in the dark with this lantern this is where the doomsday episode really hits the metal because this is where it gets kind of serious and we have to be honest here right like things are going to get dark for a split second we'll lead you to the light but i have to forewarn you that thing basically here's the deal i'm gonna butter you up right i'm gonna butter you up ready everybody has to know that unfortunately things are gonna get a little worse and uh, what I mean by that is that Brendan Schwab is going to release another hour of comedy within the next year. It's just going to happen. It's not going to be easy to deal with, but it is something we're going to have to deal with. And our families are going to have to adjust accordingly. Of course, I'm joking. Okay, I'm joking, right? What I'm serious about is Spaghetti by the Bucket is putting a restaurant into <laughs> Salt Lake City within the next month. And it's they are giving buckets to go. Yet? It's open now. So I lied. Okay. It's actually open. It's open. <laughs> <laughs> it's open now. No, but I'm serious. Here's the real deal. Read that. The Fed's Powell is risking a recession to crush inflation. A lot of Democrats are okay with that. Okay, I don't like that part at the end where it's like a lot of Democrats are okay with that because everybody's okay with that in power. It's not about right or left, okay? Let's get that out of the way first. Now, Jerome Powell who's a really uh, good friend of the show. He's welcome to come on the show at any time. <laughs> you know that he reaches out to us sometimes. And yeah, every now and again, time. you know, we send a couple of like, you know, eggplant emojis to each other and little squirts. And, you know, we get back to our day. But uh, Jerome Powell is, yeah, he's the Federal Reserve Chair. Um, I'm going to break that down for you. Here's the deal. Do you remember, let me let me start at the beginning for just a moment, okay? This is my time to talk. Usually when I talk about this with my friends, there's interruptions, we get on, we, we start talking about dicks, it, things go off the rails. This is where I can break it down for a split second. You ready? All right. Let's start early, 2008. What happened? Adam. Uh, the economy went... Good. <laughs> a recession. Yeah, good. <laughs> Economy went <laughs> good. What did we do? You know this. How did we fix it? Uh, Adam's a good boy. He knows no, these things. I don't. He knows I, these I don't, things. Do now you're being things. smart. You know this. I mean, to be fair, at the time I was how old? <laughs> I was like, way yeah, way too young. Okay, so basically, what happened was the the Federal Reserve printed a bunch of money, right? Kick the can down the oh, curb. Yeah. You've heard that yes. term. Kick uh, the cur yes, can yes. down the curb. Good shit. Good shit. Enter 2020. What happened? Global pandemic. That's nice. That's always fun. It's good. It's nice barely, you know, being a young adult and everything's gone to shit like five times in your life. Mm -hmm. It's nice. And the economy tanked. What happened? You know this. Once again. Ah, blue. They started printing yeah. money. <laughs> Right? What happens? They kick the can down the... <clears throat> I hate that term. It, it's getting hacky at this point. Everyone knows this. They kick the can down the curb. Well, now, I'm just going to do it again. Well, okay. hold on. Hold on. <laughs> they print. So here's the deal. Now let me get into this. You know I never talk about the bad things and, the, and, fit, and predict future things. Let me get into this real quick. You know I never do this. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Okay, so... <clears throat> 
what happened in 2020 is the Fed, the Federal Reserve printed a lot of money and the interest rates were still very low. The interest rates were very low from 2008. All, that's why everything was so good. Boom, boom, boom. 2020, we crash. They they cut interest rates again, maybe. Don't And don't ask me for sources. And they, <laughs> they also printed a lot more money. They printed so much fucking money in 2020. That's why you saw the crypto boom, the stock boom. You remember GameStop? Yeah. Shit coins started flying everywhere. It's because of the basically free money. Cheap money. We all heard soft landing. Remember? Mm-hmm. The economy is going to... And this is where it gets real, where I'm wearing all this crap, and I'm like, ooh, it's doomsday hour. But this is actually serious now. This is the serious time. Get ready. We're going to have a soft landing. They knew we were going to have a soft landing. This was never going to be the case. This was never going to be the case. They were saying this while they started to... They kept the printer going too long. Jerome Powell made a very serious uh, error there. The, the printer went way too long. And now they've realized that about June, they started cranking interest rates up <clears throat> because the Federal Reserve has two priorities. Keep unemployment low, okay? And keep inflation low, <laughs> right? Well, unemployment <laughs> is low. That is good. Inflation is not. <laughs> inflation is not. So they are increasing <clears throat> the interest rates. I think at this time, we're coming to you at, at uh, what is it, October 20th, 2022, at 3.2%. Okay? Now, here's what's going to happen. Buckle up, people. Because I've, I've kept an eye on this, and I, I know some real deal people. I've talked to some real deal people, and I keep an eye on this. And it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Okay? Here's what's going to happen. And you have to understand sort of a couple of things about the Federal Reserve to know. So essentially, they've cranked interest rates to control inflation. What is inflation? It's basically supply and demand. Okay. Now, what the Fed is doing essentially is they're trying to curb inflation by cutting demand, by making it more expensive for you and your family to pay for things, grocery, everything else, housing, everything. I can tell Um, you just buy grocery shopping and stuff like that you can tell (laughs) already and it's probably gonna get worse i love how yeah we're in another article i see we're gonna head into recession next year it's like but we're already kind of bad one but okay so basically i'll tell you in a second what that means so what is it what does the fed do when inflation's up they have two tools basically they have quantitative easing you know easing which is where they take money out of the market which they are doing, and they raise interest rates, okay? Now, inflation is not going to be curtailed by the raising of of these fucking interest rates, unfortunately, okay? This is the serious part, again, and I will get to the funny part where I bend Adam over the table and uh, I steal his house because I don't have one, okay? (laughs) Because he has one. Where I take his house and I move in, <clears throat> Which is going to happen. You're going to need to. I know. <laughs> You're going to need to eventually. I'm going to bring my bow and arrow over here and shoot you. <laughs> but here's the deal. 
the interest rate has basically inflation rate rather has continually increased over the past couple of months. We know this. It's not slowing down. We're raising the interest rates. It's still not slowing down. There is no amount to the interest rate where we could raise it to slow down inflation without crashing the economy. So there are three courses of action and the federal reserve has come out and said this, that they're basically interested in something breaking, (laughs) you know, So either one, and this is the turning point where they decide to print more money again. Okay. It's called the pivot. You ready? So when does the fed pivot to print more money again? I'll tell you one inflation. We're getting close to curbing it. Not going to happen. It's just not okay. The amount of interest rate that we'd have to raise the economy to in order to curb inflation would crash the economy first, which we'll get into in a second. Nobody would be able to get a house, a fucking car. like. Yeah, basically, we're in between a Great Depression and hyperinflation right now. We're in a real pickle. So, two, the another reason why the Fed would pivot and a lot of this I've pulled from uh, one of the people. I, this is this one is from a, uh, a great guy. I think, it, God, I wish I remember his name. He's a financial advisor, but, and I probably shouldn't call him out. <laughs> the other one is if unemployment reaches a high enough rate, the Fed has to pivot. They have to pivot because if everyone's unemployed, basically that what happens is civil unrest and it just everything goes to shit, right? So they start printing and they inflate the economy again. Third is some kind of liquidity crisis, the stock market crash, the most likely one, the funnest one. Well, actually, not the funnest. (laughs) The most likely one, the stock market crash, which they are already getting ready to have happen. This is up next, by the way. They want (laughs) something to break. So... Here's how this plays out. You ready? That's just going to break everything else. Well, if the stock market market crashes, a lot of things are going to well, break. Well, here's the deal. Consider what the inflation rate is at, how much things cost, how what the wages are for most people in this goddamn country and across the world. It's worse across the world. The dollar is still the strongest. Now, once the Fed signal signals the pause, on the in, on the uh, interest rates, we're going to be followed shortly by the pivot because things it's going to crash and it's going to crash hard. Fuck the soft landing. It's out. They printed too long. We've kicked the can down. So what happens next? Essentially, the market's free fall. This is the most likely scenario. And I've, I'm, I'm not an economist. I, I just listen and talk. And, and I know some of these people a little kind of. And I've listened it's going to free fall. They're going to pivot and we're going to have one more go. One more boom. The last fucking boom. The print. We're going to print again. And if you don't believe me, two weeks ago, the UK, do you know this? The UK government almost, well, not the UK government, the UK economy about collapsed. You remember this? Did you read anything I mean, I heard about this? That, but I, I don't remember. What what Liz Trust, you know, put in this policy and all the faith of the of the euro and all this shit. It just it was about it was like on the verge. This isn't coming. 
we're here. This is here. Like, I can't believe, like, I don't know what to say to most people because nobody gives a shit about anything, really. But let me get. Nobody's going to accept we're here, though, until, like, yeah, it's just fucking fucked. I know. (laughs) Something hits the wall, you know? I know. Which is why we're wearing the camouflage and I have the glove. <laughs> but the UK, yeah, they almost collapse. The, the The Bank of England comes in, buys all the bonds, and what do they do? They print it. They've already done this. What's going to happen next is the US is going to follow suit shortly, probably in the next couple of months, probably in the next five, six. I don't think it's going to be sooner. I mean, there's a couple of months where we're going to be able to, we're going to raise the, uh, interest rates more and then we'll have that moment then we're gonna print that's where you'll see the shit coins pop again that's where crypto will go a little wild once again and just like and again i, I, I wish i remember this guy he's on youtube it's something uh the clear tax guy i don't remember I, i'm so sorry i put him in the description but he broke this down so good he's a good he's like a financial advisor he has all these you know subscribers he's really good but he basically said it's like, you know, when all your pieces are gone and you're a king and you're being encircled and you still have one last move <laughs> you before keep, you're in checkmate. Or you just keep moving around the board. Yeah. You have one last move. This is the last print, the last boom before basically it's checkmate. So how long do we have? We had from. I mean, you could theorize we, this. We had from 2008 like, till 2022. <laughs> you probably are looking at anywhere between five to 15 years before hyperinflation hits, where you go to the store and a jar of mayonnaise is like 60 bucks. If the if the Fed prints, which they're going to do, because it's either that or a Great Depression and civil unrest, the Fed will print. They're going to print. You you would do it too, probably. I don't know, but maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you would. You would. You would. The Fed's going to print. You fucking have to. <laughs> like, what do you do? In your administration, everything so goes far. to shit. So we're going to kick the can down the curb one last time, and it's going to be so inflated. Once we print, I'm telling you now, look around. Have a good look. Take a look at your strode. Pull up a strode. Go to Google and pull up a strode. A strode is basically the mix of a road and a street where everything is subways and Wendy's. That's that was not correct. Type stro- Did I spell that right? Type strode street. Just add an extra. Strode road, street road. Yeah. Uh, you go to images. You're going to take take a step. Yeah, pull up some images. Just kind of click between it, but you're gonna Strode. take an eye, uh, take it. Yeah, that one. That's the one. See the one with the orange. Yeah. Th- this is what people love about America. This is America, by the way. A disgusting street meets a road. No walking. No one's out there walking. Covered in billboards. Covered in hardware stores and subways and Arby's and Walmarts. And this is what we have to show for everything we've done. Most of this goddamn country that people are so proud of is a goddamn strode. Take a look at your strode. Take a look. You all got them. You, you all got a strode. 
take a look at that Strode next time you're out there and say, 15 years from now, this ain't functioning probably. This is, it's going to implode. We've known for years that we've lived on cheap credit and debt and we've printed money. It's a logical conclusion that this is going to come to an end and we're, the COVID pandemic sped this up. We're just seeing this a little bit more sped up now, but keep an eye on it because I feel like I'm insane. A lot of people I talk to, I mean, when, when you tell this to people who have never looked into anything ever, period, read anything at all, they, their minds melt. Like they, they, they can't really f- understand. A lot of people... Also, you go two ways. You go like complete collapse. <laughs> people, there's like doomsday preppers who are like, well, rah, rah. and then there's people who are like, yeah, I mean, like I got a family and I got, I go to college and like I've got a degree and my 401k, like it can't happen. It's 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 an internal bias, like both ways. I'm being actually well, pretty straightforward on this scenario. I'm not being super one or the other i'm looking at it pretty fairly and i'm gonna be honest a lot of the people who are saying that everything is just gonna be fine i don't find it super compelling i find it like they have too much to lose i i, I feel like though your point is correct like they do feel like they probably have too much to lose and everything like that and it just can't happen because they're just so set in their lifestyle but we don't know exactly yep, we what it no, looks like. Know. That's the problem. So it's it's hard to communicate it to people when when you don't you can't really explain exactly what the effects are going to be. I'll tell they're you, probably, they're not going to be good. But like, what's a Jenga? Ta- what happens when you have a Jenga tower? <laughs> well, again, you can reference like a, you get, you could put it in a metaphor. You know what I mean? I know, but I'm like, joking. yeah, I don't know what that looks like. I'll tell you what that looks like. <clears throat> I'll tell you what that looks like. And it's hard, and that's why there's people on the other spec. That's why you picture the fucking like the road or some shit, like a post-apocalyptic bullshit. It's like it's hard to picture a weird in-between state. Like you don't know what it looks like. Let me tell you what's gonna happen. <laughs> Let me tell you. When the water goes dry, and the lake goes dry. And the earth is scorched. There's only going to be one place for you to go. Mars. <laughs> Shut up, Tesla stockholder. No, you're going to have to retreat underneath Las Vegas in the you know in these tunnels. Pull up a, a picture of Metro 2033 tunnels. <laughs> the fucking video game? Yes. <laughs> pull up the... <laughs> Dude, you know what's wild? Pull up the Metro 2033 tunnels you, now. You know what's And wild? let me break it down this for is, you. This is this is 11 years from now. <laughs> this is, so I'm, the timeline's correct. Now cycle through. Get to a good, horrific one. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Here's... Beneath Vegas, when you recede because the water's gone dry, you'll be separated... There will be two opposing factions. On the left, you will have, um, what was it? Trank fentanyl addicts fighting with P2P cooked meth addicts. 
And if you're lucky, you'll be the ambassador of the fentanyl team because you'll be able to collapse in front of the ambassador of the meth team and you won't feel a thing because by the time the smoke comes out of your mouth, you're already in the darkness. That was beautiful. <laughs> the, the tunnels in Metro 2033 will look like a vacation pamphlet to your life. The tunnels in the Matrix, where the humans escape the scorched earth with the robots, will seem like a cute getaway compared to your day-to-day life in the tunnels. When you are walking the wastelands with your brother and your significant other, your wife, and the heat is finally getting to you, and the moisture has run out, and they both collapse in front of you, it won't even take a second for you to decide we'll eat both of them. If you're lucky... You've been planning for weeks. (laughs) You've been eyeballing their thigh for weeks. They, you've been starving. You won't even have to even think about it before you decide both. You were you lost an extra amount of moisture just because you were salivating at the thought of eating them over the past fucking week. Of the weeks. corpses <laughs> in the tunnels. The road will be a cute fireside story you tell your family about the good old days when things were good <laughs> that will be the road the road is the new disney everybody you heard it here first when the deserts <laughs> run with the blood of every infant spawned on this hellish nightmare of a rock we happen to call earth and you have a straw you will drink the blood because there is nothing else to drink a grenade will look like a halloween candy in comparison to the objects flying at your bodice in the post-apocalypse nightmare we are going into Once the dollar collapses. (laughs) A Hyundai will seem like a luxurious coffin. A place where you can drink gasoline and see a familiar face. The darkness that you call home. Which will see... It's your heaven. High off gasoline slowly fading out in the backseat of a Hyundai. That, that, not even the newest year heaven. it'll be a 2017 <laughs> hyundai that's heaven. if you're lucky <laughs> the bombs that will f- that you're you're you will lose every toe simultaneously but keep your foot and have to walk across the wasteland covered in shards of metal from the other bombs Bleeding. You think Legos are bad? Step on that. 
the sky will look like the sky in the video game Oblivion. <laughs> Morrowind. There will I be cliff racers eating your ass every ten. Scratch that m- minute. It'll by the minute will be creatures unfathomable. You can't even lock eyes with them because by the time you do, you're bleeding. In the tunnels. <laughs> I just want to set you guys up for what's coming. <laughs> you just need to be prepared. You need to be prepared. Because I think that, you know, whilst this is all terrible and it's not good, and I am half joking, and then the stuff earlier I'm not, <laughs> I think one thing that could make you happy and we just have to be completely frank with you is the uh uh the mug we do have the mug we do have the sharp yellow vampire tea <laughs> we, we have the night rider t-shirt we, we need a we need a dread hour mug we need the dread hour mug we'll get that before everything goes <laughs> coming shortly shit. we'll get that at everything goes to shit this one's funny. So, by the way, keep all that in mind when you watch this next one. Pull up, squishy, smooth men. I don't know why I named it that. This one's funny. Just get an eye on this. So, before you uh, this plays, don't hit play quite yet. This guy um, is one of those like life coaches who you'll need in the pan- in the post apocalyptic uh, future. We all Absolutely. need that. How long have we been going, by the way? Fifty-six. Holy shit! We're gonna fill an hour this time. Jesus, that would be great. Always. (laughs) All right, let me get back to it. So, in the hellscape you find yourself in, (laughs) the man will be weak. But apparently, this is one of those life coaches who is really good at motivating people because people have lost all sense of meaning in the world and they latch on to people like this and Jordan Peterson and they need people to be daddy because they don't know what they're doing in their lives. They're doing nothing most of the time. But So this guy, he's teaching you about the brutal truth about men in America and I just found this really funny. Just hit play on this. The real pandemic is soft men in this country. There are so many women out there who are successful who can't find anybody out there because successful men want the 25-year-olds who just want to be on Instagram and post their purses and their yachts and this and that. We have a scarcity of real men. I don't know how we change that. We start spanking kids again. We start holding people accountable. (laughs) We start letting people lose, taking away the first place trophies from everybody on the team. We go back to the old traditional values where you raised a man. That's so the, the comedic Brilliant. timing, and by the way, the office camera sweep <laughs> to the guy. Yeah. We're not raising real men in this kind. We need to start spanking our kids again. We start hitting them. <laughs> we need to start taking away these first place trophies. Who the? the it's I just mean, so funny. The it the is timing. hilarious, but like. I kind of agree with his point. I don't mind a little spanking of the kids. I mean, don't get me wrong, but does a first place trophy really make a difference in a kid's life? Dude, I mean, really? A fucking trophy? Stupid. 
who gives a fuck? Like that changes your whole perspective on everything. I think it's more about everything else as a whole. <laughs> I think there's a lot more going on than getting a big thing of plastic because you don't even get metal anymore. It's just plastic. You get a little plastic thing, and that's what. It would be so nice if that is what was wrong in this country. Can you imagine how nice it would be <laughs> if the only thing wrong with we people in this country those trophies. We're good. was a plastic <laughs> figurine on top of more plastic? There's something gross about plastic being on top of more plastic that's supposed to be an award. There's something gross about that. You know what, though? I will say this, though, too. Trophy quality has gone down over the years, <laughs> dude. I, I had a, I had like a little league fucking baseball trophy. It was like metal, like the the fucking the baseball figure with metal. And then like <laughs> two years later, two, a couple of years later, I got some other trophies. Just fuck you, let, plastic on plastic. <laughs> These trophies, I mean, before you know it, it's gonna be just a fuzzy pencil they're gonna hand you, and then we'll see where the real men are. <laughs> it's like that that. The office when uh, he, he he has the plaque and then he holds a <laughs> certificate and he's like they stop doing plaques that year. year. <laughs> it's gonna get worse and worse, <laughs> office style. I just thought that was really funny. I don't have much more to say on this, and I want to be very clear. It's over. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Doomsday episode. <laughs> I'm so I'm here's the deal because I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up in a little ta- what the fuck I'm getting notification I'm recording I'm going to wrap it up I'll say this there's nothing to do except for enjoy you know just kind of enjoy it we're going to see what happens the next couple of months are going to be critical don't stop your life I'm going to go up to Salt Lake City I'm going to do what I do what are you going to do I mean have fun it's out of your hands Eat string beans out of your can, you fucking idiot. Because that's what you're going to be doing. <laughs> In <soon>. the tunnels. <laughs> that's all you're going to have to eat. It's it's going to be a it's going to be a real nightmare. <laughs> I don't know. It'll maybe it'll be mild. Maybe it'll be fun. It could be a fun time. But uh, that's all I got. I mean, I'm moving, <laughs> but I'll still be doing the pods. We're gonna make vids. Until it all goes <laughs> black. You're going to start seeing vids from the tunnels. <laughs> what will you do when your preschool is filled with razor wire instead of foam <laughs> in the tunnels? Thank you. Have a good night. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it did get kind of funny. Dude, what the? Oh, no! <laughs> How'd we forget? Oh, man. Alright, well, next episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. <laughs> what part? The, the description of the fucking of what's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know why I, I almost like lost it. The fucking the rope is gonna be fire sized. <laughs>
story of the girl. Getting <laughs> <laughs> nervous, and you're getting all the details and the federal reserve. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know anything about this shit. <laughs> That's all real, and I did it. I, I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. <laughs> oh, we're still recording. Wait, what? Oh, the camera. I was like, I turned everything off. Oh, I forgot.